0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We have uh, Skip Whitcomb with us uh, all the way from Colorado in his studio. Hi, Skip. Hey, Gabor.
1: Great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to discuss today, um, and the topic uh, that Skip picked is uh, seeing too much detail. And that's definitely something that I'm sure uh, many of you can relate to. I think all artists can. I mean, there's no I think everyone struggles with with this topic. So if you can give your insight on this to, to help, help. Sure. Out there. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, we all see too much detail. Uh, I've been doing this for 50 years now and <laughs> I still see too much detail. So it, I have to constantly remind myself to edit, edit, keep it simple. Stay with the simple shapes. Um, this is the, what what I try to say to myself is do the big prominent things first and the little things will take care of themselves. You'll find that they're not necessary. Uh, there was, we need, we need to, learn to see the silhouette shapes out there, rather than that, rather than thinking of say, a stand of trees as a stand of trees, think of it as a shape, one contiguous shape with a defined edge to it. It will, some edges will be hard, some edges will be soft, but it's one shape. In order to explain this to students when I'm teaching a workshop, I'll often refer, make the analogy uh, of if I gave you a, a number five or gray, pardon me, gray piece of paper and a pair of scissors, and I said, okay, now describe, describe, cut out a shape that describes that tree line or the shape of that hill back there what would you do well this is the same thing that that we need to learn to 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 do when we're doing our thumbnail drawings or or putting the paint down is to see the shape of it of of these different elements you may have a, a mountain back there or a hill line that's one shape and then right at the base of that may be a stand of trees that will be another shape rather than giving these things names like tree, think shape. It's a shape with a value and a color to it. And if we can do that, I think the work becomes immediately more painterly, stronger, makes a stronger statement. Because oftentimes too, with uh, especially beginning painters uh, whether they're outdoors or especially the trap of working in a studio with a photograph is they start painting a tree by painting the leaves first and that's that that immediately uh, weakens your entire statement rather than thinking of of again the shapes it's if the tone and the values are correctly placed, then the drawing takes care of itself. And, and by the, the tone and the value of that big shape, that medium-sized shape, that smaller shape, these things will all resolve themselves if they're properly placed with the right value and the right color. You can, It's, it's almost infallible. It, it works every time. Um, it's almost like, well, if you do a silhouette
0: of a figure, you know that's a figure. Exactly. I mean, we, we know silhouettes of most things from childhood, right? I mean, at a certain age, you start programming, the brain registers, that's a car. That's a silhouette of a car, a silhouette of a dog. Of a or a horse or a, I mean. So we we know it. Why I don't brain. know. I understand why we tend to. It's amazing. The brain wants to detail it. Like like we need to explain it
1: more to our audience. Like they don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and in in, tr- in truth, explaining too much to the audience is an insult to the insult. audience. Yeah. It's like, assuming yeah. they don't yeah. know any better. Yeah. And uh, I I like to compare it. I've always compared it to uh, to writing, like some of the most powerful writers are the ones that say the most with the least amount yeah. of words.
0: Same concept, yeah.
1: Or it music. is exactly the same concept. Yeah. It, and music, the same, but I and I've I've always compared writing and and painting to be the same exact process, just a different vehicle. And if we if you want to write like James Michener, I mean, most a lot of the young people out there don't even know who James Michener was. But I mean, if you wanted detailed explanations about every aspect of of a subject, he is guy he'd be the guy to read. And uh, and his description of a of of a one one little locale might be three hundred pages versus Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. his description of that same scene, that same that that same subject might be one paragraph comprised of three sentences. Yeah. this yeah. is the way we want to think as painters. and more is not better. Uh, i I can't remember if I'd mentioned this once before, but one of my one of my favorite observations uh, was by the great painter Harvey Dunn and he said when you step back and you think this piece just needs one more thing. No, take one thing out and you'll have a stronger statement. This is a is the, the philosophy behind just good strong paintings is generally less is more. The fewest number of shapes and accents you can place in that on that canvas the stronger your statement will be and the more stuff you add the weaker it becomes
0: there's <laughs> someone that's listening to this that's new to painting and like well i can do that i can put less and I'm like
1: okay go ahead prove it to us <laughs> <laughs> well and and conversely sometimes less is just less, <laughs> no, less, is just less. <laughs> yeah yeah so exactly. so yeah, there's a, there's a fine line in there that, that we all have to tread. But, and I think so much of this, especially with aspiring painters, comes from uh, relying too heavily on photographs. And there's just subconsciously, we're afraid to violate that photograph. We think that because it's there, we have to put it in. And, uh, and I've known really good outdoor painters uh, that will go unnamed, but that that even outdoors, they will put things in because they're there, there yeah. not because it contributes to the painting. Yeah. And you make a, you know, very discreetly make a comment and and, uh, and uh, this painter would say, well, it's there. I have to put it in. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Fortunately, this, this painter has moved beyond that now and his, his work yeah. is, He's doing some beautiful, beautiful work, uh, but it does it does circle back to that that thing of getting trapped with photographs and and being feeling obligated to put it in there because it's there. No, you're you're under you're under no obligation whatsoever. The the same as as copying nature. No, you're under no obligation to copy what's in front of you. You can rearrange nature. Uh, To suit your composition and to simplify it. If something is cluttering it up, get it, take it out. Uh, That's, that just, again, you look for those silhouette shapes. That's your, that's, that will be your quickest um, solution to a strong statement. Uh, I had a a student some years ago, and uh, when I was talking to him about, you know, don't name these things. Don't give them a name because you may have to get rid of them. Once you put a name on it, <clears throat> you then you feel obligated to it. It's like it's like ranchers don't name their cattle. I, I know. They, or or your pigs. You know, <laughs> exactly. You personalize them once yeah, you name it. And we do this subconsciously. So just think of things as shapes, as a mass with a certain character to it and as Gabor was saying I mean yeah we as human beings recognize silhouettes that's how we identify virtually our world around us everything in our world around us and people often don't stop and think about that you can recognize a friend of yours from a block away just by the shape and the attitude of them and this is we need to carry this over into our painting the 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 same with like like Gabor referred to again a dog a a horse You, you don't have to render every hair on that dog in order to say dog a simple silhouette will tell the viewer it's a dog and it's of a certain size and a certain breed so simplify your thinking down declutter it, we don't, we don't, don't want to give the viewer too much information, when you, when you let them think about the image that you're putting up there, the, the simpler you can state it, it allows them to become a participant in that painting, it allows them to finish off the statement of, by not insulting them with painting every hair. Although in today's art world out there, every hair on the dog seems to be yeah. <laughs> a, a uh, what can I say, in fashion. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, there's uh, the photo?
0: I mean, you know, once exactly when we we'll get to that art, Thing, but it's I mean the fundamentals are fundamentals and 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 anything I don't care if it's writing music or whatever it's they're they're all the same and usually there's no uh students that go into Skip's class saying Skip I'm really loose you know I really want to tighten up it's like, it, doesn't, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen yeah
1: yeah I haven't heard it yet in 50 years I haven't heard that one yet <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the reverse I want to I want to make a simpler statement I'd like to uh, leave you with this thought, and that is simplicity is the essence of design. Simplicity is the essence of the power that we have as painters. So if you do nothing more than tack a sticky note on your easel that says, keep it simple, then you're on a good track.
0: Perfect. It's a great way of ending this this podcast. Thank you so much, Skip. I know there's so much. I mean, we can probably go for hours on on this topic. But thank you for for giving us, um, you know, definitely an insight into the into this topic.
1: My pleasure, Gabor. And uh, you're right. Yeah, we could we could really get into the weeds with this stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, right. I, but I'm telling myself right now, keep it simple. <laughs> keep it <laughs> so simple. Thank, thanks again, Gabor great opportunity here yeah
0: if you like this podcast episode and you want to uh study with skip he has an online course with us it's a 365 day online mentoring we call it we don't call it workshop because you truly are mentored by skip for a full year um to learn more about this just click on go to our website at tucsonartacademyonline.com and click on mentoring courses and you'll see more information about this there's three openings a year uh march july and in november and usually in the beginning of those of those months so depending when you're listening to this podcast make sure you just kind of fill out that form if you missed the uh the opening or you're interested in letting us know letting you know when the next opening is so thanks again for uh joining us and see you next time